Welcome to the Making Fitness Funner podcast with your host, Masters in Exercise Science and Minor in Reality, William Mitchell. Hello and welcome to the Making Fitness Funner podcast. I'm your host, William Mitchell. Last week, I took a look at not just how important a good night's sleep is and how many hours you need to get a night, but for those that have difficulty getting a good night's sleep, I gave some tips for improving your sleep. So if that's something that interests you, you should check out last week's podcast. This week's podcast, I'm going to talk about not just exercise, but why we don't exercise, and how we can start exercising because most people are not getting in the recommended amounts of exercise. Now first, we all know, if you've listened to my podcast at all, you know all the great things that exercise will do for you. It will reduce your stress. It will improve your memory. It'll make you live longer. It'll make your activities a daily living easier. You can do the stuff that you want to do with less pain and it'd be easier to do. It reduces your chance of type 2 diabetes, high blood pressure, heart attack, stroke, and certain cancers. It reduces the severity of depression and it helps with weight management. Now none of those things are bad. Almost every one of those things is something that people says that that's what they want. So we want the benefits from exercise, yet still we're not doing it. And actually some of the news was good because uh, the Center for Disease Control say that 46.9%, that's almost half of us, meet the aerobic guidelines. So you're doing some type of aerobic exercise um, for 30 minutes a day, most days a week. But only 24.2%, which is less than one-fourth of us, meet the aerobic and the resistance training guidelines. And the resistance training is where you build up the muscle, and the muscle is where you get the longevity from. And it's also one of the things that makes your activities of daily living easier. So it's really important to do the resistance training. And also, if you're prone to osteoporosis, that's one of the things that severely limits the amount of damage that osteoporosis will do. So you need both the aerobic and the resistance training, but we're not getting it. And today we're going to just kind of talk about why and what you can do about it. The first reason that most people don't exercise is they just don't have enough time. Now, I know a lot of people that are at the stage of their life that they have several kids at home, they're working a full-time job, they're doing all this stuff, and they really just don't seem to have any time at all that they could take to exercise. However, also the average person watches four hours and 21 minutes a day on their phone. So we could probably skip a cat video or two and get in some exercise. Also, um, the ones you're taking your kids to different ball practices and things. Um, whenever I was in that situation, I would drop my kid off at uh, soccer practice and I'd go for a, a three mile run 
then I'd come back and pick him up or finish watching his practice or whatever. Because, you know, sometimes you're just sitting there at practice waiting on the kids to get done. Now, sometimes you're running errands, but you can usually squeeze in some kind of exercise there. And a lot of times at the ballparks that they're practicing at, there happens to be a track of some kind there. So you could do some type of exercise. And there, there's all types of creative ways to add just a little bit more time or to squeeze in, um, you know, multitask. But I will say, if you're at a point that you just can't squeeze any more time in every day, do what you can, but don't let it cause more anxiety because that may be worse than the not exercising. The second big excuse people have is, I just don't like it. I don't like being sweaty. I don't like being tired. I don't like being sore. Well, part of that is you start out, most people start out, they want to go to the hardest exercise class and they just really want to tear into it or they want to go for a run and they want to do you know, a three-mile run or five-mile run and they want to run every step of it and, and you just overdo it and if you overdo it obviously you're going to be sore the next day you're going to be tired while you're doing it it's going to hurt maybe you should try starting out with a little easier exercise class and work your way up to the more difficult classes and at some point you're going to get to the intensity that the class is going to be difficult. You are probably going to get sweaty and you may be sore the next day. But after that would be after you've developed it into a habit. So it's a lot more tolerable. And people say, well, I still don't like that. Well, my thought is, would you rather be sweaty, sore, tired for about a half an hour every day? Or when you get a little bit older, would you rather be in pain and have difficulty doing the things you need to do 24 hours a day, seven days a week. So it's my thought. I'd rather it's like taking the Band-Aid off. Just pull it off quickly and get it over with. And do the little bit of exercise every day. And reduce your amount of discomfort later in life. But I really think the biggest obstacle for people starting to exercise. Well, it's kind of a twofold thing. One is you're not already doing it. And the hardest thing to do is to start and the second hardest thing to do is to keep going until it becomes a habit because a lot of us will start and then the next day we stop. So you've got to start and then you've got to keep going. That's the biggest secret, but it's also the hardest thing to do because there's so many things that will try to stop us. And one of the biggest things that's going to try to stop us is the fear of looking like an idiot whenever you're starting to exercise. I mean, if you decide you want to go to a gym, the first thing you do is you got to find the front door. Sometimes there's two or three entrances and you don't know which one you're supposed to go in. And once you get in there, where do I go next? What do I do? Who do I talk to? What clothes do I wear to work out? You know, if you're just going to go for a walk around the local park, it's not as big of a deal. But if you're going to a gym, what if I wear clothes that don't look like everybody else's clothes? What if I'm doing something that doesn't look right? Who's going to tell me how to do the exercises? The first thing I recommend is some type of an accountability partner. Find somebody that you know that either doesn't exercise that wants to start or that does exercise, but somebody that's of a similar um, physical ability as you and get go with them. You know, find the class that they go to. Now, make sure that it's not a class that's way over your head or for that matter, a class that's way under your ability level. But having somebody to work out with you will make you stick to it more. And it reduces the fear because there's safety in numbers. You may not know what everybody at the gym is going to be wearing, but you know what your friend's going to be wearing. And you can wear something similar, so at least you'll blend in that much. 
Also, if you have several friends that are wanting to get started exercising, another terrific option is contact um, your local personal trainer and see if they will do a group training session. It's a lot like personal training. It's, to where you're, it's individualized. They, they will tailor it to the ability of the group, but you've got the safety in numbers and usually per person, it's less expensive if you have multiple people sharing the group. So that's another option for helping you to get started with an exercise program. And lastly, if you're the kind of person that doesn't want to work out in a group, you want to get your workout done when you want to do it, um, at, generally at home or by yourself, so you're not worried about what anybody else is wearing, you're not worried about how to get in the gym, you know where your basement is or whatever, if that's you, but you just don't know exactly what to do, there's a wealth of information out there on the internet. Um, go to YouTube, you can find millions of workout videos, and some of them are good. Um, you just have to kind of weed through them. Some of them are above your ability level, some of them are below your ability level, some of them are poorly put together, some of them the people don't know what they're talking about. But if you find somebody on YouTube that works for you, that matches your ability level, and you're enjoying the workouts, by all means, that's a great thing to do to get you started. But bottom line, if you can carve out just a little bit of time every day, and I know that that's hard to, um, and if you may or may not be one of the people that's just having to give up a cat video, but if you can carve out a little bit of time... If you can start at you, within your ability level, now not go to the hardest class that's available, but start within your ability level. And the biggest thing, the most important thing is to start. Just start. And when you start, don't stop. And if you do stop, start again. And if you do that, it will make your fitness just a little bit funner. I hope you've enjoyed this episode. If I've said anything that you thought was enjoyable or worth sharing, please refer this to a friend so that they can have more fun in their fitness journey. Also, please remember to subscribe and like the podcast. As always, I'd like to thank One Accord for the bumper music and Paul Sink for the great intro work. And I hope you'll join us next week as we try to make fitness funner.